All right, guys. So I, I we're we're reconvening. We're past the first year mark. We're heading into year two of Star Wars therapy. I think it's time for another Star Wars improv scenario, my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we all ready? Are we doing the word thing again? Or no, is no, 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 no. This is something okay. different. Something uh, worse, I'm uh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so I I'm gonna be Obi Wan, and I am going through the drive-through of the uh, space of the Star Wars. Bucks that you, Alex Dexter Jetster, are working at after your diner has has gone downhill. Okay, and, uh, Caleb, you're you're a very very young baby Yoda. Okay, so I don't have to speak. Good. <laughs> no, 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 just no, no. every like five. Every minutes, so often, like I need a... you to breathe very heavily into the mic. You know, as his little chest rises and Half falls. Half my editing is cutting out <laughs> the breaths. Yeah, you know, like that, like a little gremlin. Okay, all right, are we ready? Wait, uh, real quick, just just so I have it. What was the name of it? It was Star Wars Bucks. Star Wars Bucks. Okay, okay. all right, all right, Baby Yoda, time for us to go and get get some delicious Starbucks. I'm Baby Yoda. <laughs> I am too young to drink caffeine. You are an irresponsible guardian. Obi Wan. Oh, oh goodness, Dexter, Dexter. Welcome to Star Wars, Bucks. Uh, what can I do you for? Uh, well, I would like I would like a mocha frappuccino with soy, but not too much soy. I would like uh, I would like it to have. I don't know what that is. Soy. <laughs> I would like it to. Obi Wan Kenobi. Don't you know that soy gives you phytoestrogens? Are you trying to feminize yourself? Actually, maybe because I recently came back from a trip to Earth. You I- are such a soy boy. Uh, Dexter Jetster, give him his coffee black. Dexter, you're supposed to say something now. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> that was an improv bit. And now it's time to go to therapy. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Obi-Wan. Anakin, 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 where are you? Like, I pictured him standing on the standing on a skyscraper Hold with on. a cape, and he puts his hands on his hips, and a light shines behind him, and he goes, "I'm Baby Yoda." Just to be clear, I know soy doesn't actually feminize you. I just have to lay that out. <laughs> Don't worry, I've watched. H- doing I've watched H Bomber Guy's audience. video on it. Caleb, <laughs> oh my God. How many episodes are we into this? Uh, this would be 13. I think if people unlucky, are, unlucky. unless this is their first episode, I think they have the vibe that uh, we just kind of say stuff sometimes. Yep. <laughs> and I think I started that trend. Episode I think it's one. That. <laughs> and people should know that I have a deep panic for when y'all do that. <laughs> I don't even remember if it made it into the episode, but one of my favorite things Caleb has ever said is just, hey, look. I have friends who are anarchists, and <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to upset the, the anarchists out there. I couldn't cut around that stuff. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> we were perfectly fine. Like, so the Green Party. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a difference between a political party and a philosophy. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Star Wars Therapy. I'm Steven. I'm Caleb. And I'm Alex. This is a show where we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life. How's everyone been doing, boys? Alex, how you been? Oh, you know, vibing, surviving. 
little bit of thriving sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, it's 2022. I don't know how much thriving thriving's More surviving going on. than thriving. I, I made a very bad prediction, uh, like, I think, what, January episode, where I was just kind of like, yeah, we've gotten through the first, like, two months of 2022 without any terrible political instances happening. Yeah, I don't know how much thriving's going around, buddy. Yeah. See, the, beauty, the beauty there is, you could be referring to any number of things. I know, I know. <laughs> That's the thing, is... I literally anything. It's like 2020 just like dropped a bomb in everyone's lap and was like, all right, well, every year from now on, you're going to be panicking about something. I remember back in like 20, like 2015, 2014, people being like, well, there's the worst year ever. And people <laughs> have just kept saying that eventually, guys, eventually. And I'm not saying 2022 has to be the year we do this. Eventually, we just have to come together as a council of humans and be like this was a bad year but wasn't the worst this one wasn't the dumpster fire remember the last 18 years yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah definitely and we it's need like to reset our standard not even that can do you own a history book that were worse <laughs> years i assure you <laughs> no uh so yeah i'm actually just getting over the word uh and by the word i mean covid because uh because yeah uh i went to go see doctor strange with some people i didn't know too well and uh well just when you get confident about not having to wear a mask here we are yeah i'm still the only one in you've this never room. had it you've never had, not it? had it i survived this was my first time oh, wait, did you so... say the only one in this room yeah of the, <laughs> the three, three of us, us. <laughs> i was like i was about to say the only one and leave it there meaning like the three of us but, but... you definitely came off like it was going to be you and a sniper rifle and a dog in new york city yeah. at some point in the future going my name is robert neville this is a weird time of year because like i feel like the momentum of the new year finally wears off and so like i've had to be finding ways to combat that mm -hmm. and some successfully some unsuccessfully it's uh... your passions get crushed sometimes it really sucks well yeah. and like it's worse when you get burnt out on them <laughs> i know like yeah. this is honestly like I, the, not to not to toot our own horns too much but it's like what, what i like is that i never get tired of this though where it's like us hanging out and talking about Star Wars because Star Wars is the one thing that I've learned even when it hurts me it hurts less than this like <laughs> it hurts less than real life but we are going to be talking about Star Wars today yeah in uh, particular Alex if, if, if you didn't know why you were listening to a Star Wars podcast yeah <laughs> hi everyone uh Alex what are we talking about today we are talking about episodes one and two of the new obi-wan show it's kind of weird because we usually don't talk about contemporary stuff just because usually we record a month in advance basically yeah so we're usually not contemporary we are recording this memorial day weekend so we are literally the day after it premiered yeah yeah but i'm excited to talk about it because we've been building up obi-wan in the last couple episodes talking about our hopes for Anything. it, maybe our disappointments with Disney Plus and putting out so many TV shows. But this was one that we kind of kept coming back to. It's one we had hopes for. Did you hear that? He said our disappointment in them putting out so many TV shows. Yeah, I was going to say two of us actually actually huh. kind of can deal with it. Hmm. I, hmm. You guys still have... Someone didn't listen to the last episode. You guys still have problems <laughs> with the Disney Plus shows. I was going so. to say the past few episodes, because you and me make references, and I'm like, oh, dude, Clone Wars? Hell yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, um, I... <laughs> Listen, I could just cut all this out and start talking about Light of the Jedi if you want. but <laughs> We could very well do that. <laughs> but yeah, so 
Two episodes of Obi-Wan have dropped, both directed by Deborah Cho, both of course starring our boy Ewan. And it tells the story of Obi-Wan about a decade into his self-isolation. And he has hit kind of rock bottom, basically being like the only thing he is holding on to is making sure Luke is safe. And, and his job at the meat cuttery. And his job at the meat cuttery. Well, he just um, takes a little bit of slice every yeah, time he works. But I then, need this fish cow. I have to make stew. <laughs> I won't take a brick. I'll just take a piece for a yeah. single meal. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people, I think, were looking forward to this one. I, I think one thing that, regardless of how you feel about the prequels, because I feel like even though they've had more of a following in recent years, but the one thing those all of us can unite on is that Ewan McGregor is fantastic. Mm -hmm. yes. And I love this man. Yeah. And uh, we've all wanted to see him come back. And he looked like he was just as excited to come back when he first announced this when he's like uh, what was the clip he was talking to kathleen kennedy he's like kathleen can you ask me in front of all of these people all of these witnesses can you please ask me am i going to play obi-wan kenobi again ewan yes are you going to play obi-wan kenobi again Yes. <laughs> and he's just looks so like thrilled to do it. And like, I was happy too. whatever happens, you know, but like, yeah, it I'm, is, I'm excited, especially with like this press tour that's been going around uh, that him they've been and Hayden. on. Yeah. It's been so nice to see them just like genuinely light up with excitement. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, you and even had a, there's a little clip of him saying, Probably in a few places um, where he was just like, yeah, you know, the prequels weren't received well by critics. But now those like kids have grown up and like they've like shared the reasons they love them. And like it's like reinvigorated like his love for the franchise again. Definitely. Which is so sweet. Which <laughs> honestly, especially considering all the stuff they went through. Maybe, oh that, God, can happen yeah. with, uh, maybe that can happen with John Boyega in about a decade and yeah. we'll be able to get a finisher. Uh, uh, okay. You're, no, being, no. you're being one of those people. You're being one of the gatekeepers. Am I? There's uh, yep. going to be they a generation. Did the same thing. There's going to be a generation of kids who look at the sequels just like we looked at the prequels. And I think Obi-Wan was a cool character, but there wasn't a lot of depth to him in the prequels. This is his chance to have more depth. And mm. I think the same thing will happen with Finn. Yeah, I hopefully. definitely... I think that that is actually one element of the prequels that I like that they've been doing recently is they've been looking at what are the things people liked, what are the things people really want to see more of, and what are the things we can expand on to where when you watch the prequels again, it actually does hit differently that's the, actually the one thing about star wars in general that we've talked about before to me it's the fact that it, it's always evolving mm -hmm. into something else mm. like think about it like the way i look at phantom menace now whenever i see darth maul i see a character that is at the first step of this big journey he's going to go on same thing with obi-wan same thing with qui-gon same thing with like yoda but you know i just feel like regardless of how they were treated in the prequels the characters have been expanded on to the point where it's like if any character is someone favorite i'm like yeah i kind of get it and that kind of ties into did y'all watch the previously on the prequels thing yes that yeah, oh my yeah, god yeah, that was love that so much oh my god yeah real quick do we want to get our feelings out on obi-wan spoiler free yeah yeah sure alex my friend you have the floor i mean it was great we'll get into the plot later but it's gone in like a completely different direction than i thought it was going to and i didn't realize how much 
I'm okay with that. I, I agree with that <laughs> but 100%. Like, I mean, I don't know what I would have wanted story-wise. I'm just saying story-wise, I did not expect what we got. Yeah. But like, what I wanted was for his character to be pretty much the way he is in this show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm i I'm just excited. Didn't it's... want him to be happy, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I wanted him yeah. to be depressed. Uh, me too. <laughs> I They did pretty good. And apparently, uh, this is the lighter version. They said they, they were like, yeah, the first version we had was like, oh, yeah, that's true. way this too is depressing. Like a... And... <laughs> This is what we. This is your diet coke. Yeah, it's I forgot just they said spicy. they cut out a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see that then. Oh yeah, definitely the Logan the, uh... of an Obi Wan. Absolutely, I was hoping Obi. <laughs> it's it's Dexter Deathster in the wheelchair. Obi Wan. <laughs> Caleb, your thoughts? Yeah, I, as listeners of the podcast know, I'm not super into the Disney Plus shows or shows um, in general. But go ahead. That's not true, Stephen. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's pretty true. I just watched Midnight Mass for you. What else do you want? <laughs> for me? <laughs> I sat down and I dedicated myself to seven episodes of a director I like for you and no other reason. <laughs> that was seven hours of my life yeah, that Steven, I don't I regret spending, but I won't get back. Stop <laughs> bullying me into things you think I'll enjoy. <laughs> Um, but no. Steven, I held you at gunpoint while we made you watch a D- Denis Villeneuve movie. Oh, no. Without relitigating my thoughts on why the Disney Plus shows aren't the direction I want to see Star Wars go. Check out episode say, 11, everyone. Yeah, I will say I was very happily surprised with this. Mainly, and I'll just keep it super simple and save my majority of thoughts for spoilers. They decided to make this a, an adventure. Yes. It's, mm-hmm. That's its genre. And I can't think of the last time Star Wars felt like an adventure. And that's so much fun. That is um, the most wholesome answer I I could have expected. And I I definitely agree with both of you. Because, like, for me, uh, this is the most excited I've been about anything Star Wars. Like, after the first two episodes, I felt like I had just watched a movie. Like, I had watched part one of the Obi-Wan theater experience because it felt like a Star Wars movie. Dude, if they ever release the whole thing in theaters, I will be there as soon as I possibly Oh, dude, can. all six hours? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I would watch that. It's like, uh, what I liked about it, too, was just like, generally, this is the tone I've wanted Star Wars to take. Because with the originals, you were able to ground yourself in the world because it was practical. I understand what the story they wanted to tell in the prequels. You couldn't necessarily ground yourself in the world as well just because of the visual effects. And they have not aged incredibly well some of them have episode three in particular i think a reason people look back at that is because the look and the feel of that movie the the vibe yo Mm -hmm. is like legitimately part of it like why people love that so to take that and go what's the reality of the next step oh it's been 10 years obi-wan's been on a desert planet looking after the person who is the son of the the best friend that he just watched die oh okay cool yeah we're gonna get some ptsd it's exactly what i wanted them to do and regardless of however the show turns out from here like i think the first two episodes are great so diving into the first episode what i like about this is that is it's able to do something that tv shows are uniquely suited to do it's this idea of showing repetition you can also do this in a movie but usually you're limited to doing that just in the first act because with a show you can have a whole hour of like repetition because you know that you'll have an episode two so they're able to show the repetition of obi-wan's life and how much that weighs down on him and then when he finally breaks and he decides to accept the call for action it's 
such a thrilling and barely anything is going on visually when that happens. He's walking onto a ship, but it's so thrilling anyway, because it's finally breaking from that repetition. I would actually say in terms of repetition as well, you, you understand how they're going to react to certain situations. Like, for example, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this character more, but Leia. Leia, absolutely, you know, you understand she is going to make mistakes. She is going to be reckless, much like her parents. And mm -hmm. she is going to do the right thing in the end, though. And so seeing her react to situations with Obi-Wan and everything going on in the show that I'm sure we're going to get into in a minute, it grounds you with her character. You yeah. understand her a lot. And I, I think that is a strength to it. I think when you meet her is kind of a direct parallel to Obi-Wan leaving the ship, which I found interesting because like when you meet her, like the first thing she does is run away and go into the woods. Yeah. Which I like, I think is a very like accurate and she meets thing Flea. that Leia would do is because she's just she's tired of all like the royal crap <laughs> right and she's yeah. just like okay I'm just gonna run away and be a kid for like five minutes I love that too it definitely is um it reminds you of Anakin and it reminds you of Padme as well it, you see mm. uh, you see the seeds of like where we left off with our characters from three but also it's a really good middle point to where like they're going to be in a new hope Mm -hmm. And I re I love that about Leia. And yeah, that is that is the big part of the show that like they were keeping a secret was that Leia was even in it. Oh, I yeah. Did, I didn't oh, know. Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know anything. When she got introduced, I was like, okay, this makes sense. They just showed a little bit of Luke. They're showing a little bit of her. Probably like some fan service. Like, this is interesting. Yeah. I just didn't like think that, oh, no, the show is about her being kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. him and Obi-Wan leaving his duty to go save her despite the fact that he really doesn't want to. Which I'm like, is... It makes so much sense because if for A New Hope to work, nothing interesting should ever happen to Luke before he gets C-3PO and R2. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah. Bored. But Obi-Wan and Leia, though, the relationship they start off with, she's asking him for help. And Leia's like... Leia's, Why would she ask for help? Leia's unless she knew cool. Him. She's not only like this political force and like military leader but like she's going behind backs to like sneak off droids once she gets rescued she's like okay cool let's jump into this trash shoot she has experience under her belt yeah in a new mm -hmm. hope so it just makes sense that's like cool we get to see some of that play out and like her learn some of those skills i'm not gonna lie the moment she showed up though i was i got worried i was like oh no don't don't give Interesting. me the thing why because okay one thing that I was really afraid of when it comes to Lucas era Star Wars, and by Lucas era, I do mean the prequels, is that I feel like having to meet a young version of every character is just stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, especially with like, you know. Yeah, it's like the fact that Chewbacca was even. That. Yeah, the fact that Chewbacca was even at the Battle of Kashyyyk makes me feel weird. I'm like, I kind of like the idea of just like Han finding him and like we don't really see him beforehand. I, I, I don't know. And like him interacting with Yoda who would hang interact with Luke later. It's I don't like placing things like that because it makes it feel way too convenient. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like it makes the universe smaller. Exactly. It makes it more interesting like to have people just show up like oh this person has an entire life before this that's why i'm so thankful revenge of the sith didn't put a young han solo even though they absolutely could have and oh it and been stupid. They, they were planning on it yeah exactly was, wait really yeah Where were they gonna put him he and chewie were gonna be doing stuff on kashyyyk yeah and he was gonna be Wouldn't like what been like, like 10 yeah 10, yeah yeah <laughs> maybe he, he would have had to be really young like maybe oh, yeah. like five or six maybe this is the same guy who wanted to put greedo in phantom menace and have a character be like greedo if you keep doing this stuff you'll end
end up in trouble one of these days. Oh my god. I didn't even know my really? Donkey. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It's really funny. Oh my god. So the moment she showed up, I was like, for the love of god, don't be too on the nose about this. Don't be like, oh, you know, you really should do something different with your hair. <laughs> Like, okay, or, or how about in instead of up here, it's on the side? Yeah, like, uh, you need a, a check out. And she's like, gets like a plate of honey buns, and they're yeah. like, oh my God, I understand. <laughs> or like, put her in like the, the white dress or whatever. Like, Luke being in the outfit he's in makes complete sense because kind of all they got well it, it's also <laughs> yeah. on top of that when we meet him in a new hope he looks like the kind of guy who would probably wear the same thing all the time yeah you know what i mean where he's yeah. just like hello like he's just a dweeb leia being introduced was a very pleasant surprise and i was watching it with my girlfriend and we both like got very excited but i feel like What's more interesting there is that it continues to kind of play into this idea of the sins of your past coming to haunt you, which is the core of where Obi-Wan is right now. It may be too convenient for people, and I can sympathize with this, that Obi-Wan's adventure has to involve a Skywalker, but I do feel like because of his relationship with Anakin, and especially with that previously on the prequels thing, laying that bear for us it's very important that he's able to atone for failing anakin by taking care of one of his kids more directly than he is taking care of luke i think that's how we're going to get hmm. to the point where he can confront vader because i think at this point when he does eventually confront vader in the show mm -hmm. it's not going to go well for him oh no i didn't think that at all i uh it is interesting i i think too the the relationship with the, between obi-wan and leia what it does for me is that like it's like whenever she calls him in a new hope clearly there's history there for her to think a obi-wan is someone trustworthy to call and obviously you wouldn't think what's that one guy my dad mentioned very briefly and i never interacted with whatsoever now that i'm in this dire situation i hope this old guy who's as old as my dad is alive and can help clearly she knew something about him beforehand you know and so like i think them having a little adventure together makes total sense you get the added tension of him not being able to tell her i loved your mom and your dad like so much you have no idea and every day that i haven't been around them and i haven't been able to say hello to them it, it has hurt me mm -hmm. like it's beautiful one of the things i really wanted to bring up on this episode and uh i think this is a perfect time to do it now is okay, jumping ahead a little bit mm -hmm. into the end of the second episode when he's talking about her like he talks about padme and like directly oh. relates that to her it made me realize i don't think like he's ever actually specifically spoken about what he admires about Padme. Yeah. But like throughout even... the movies, throughout the shows, I feel like that was like the first instance and like it made me feel like, oh, she wasn't a big part of his life, but he clearly like cared about her. Yeah. And that was really sweet. <laughs> the, the thing is too, is that like throughout all of those, their relationship is good. I mean, clearly they're on, on very good speaking terms. You know, I mean, yeah. episode three, they were able to like, you know, he's able to yeah, like, come to her about Anakin. Yeah, I mean, like, like, you know, they are friends. It's just, you know, he doesn't have the same sense of camaraderie like he does with Anakin or Ahsoka. So right, it's a bit right. of a different relationship. But yeah, but it's the fact that like, oh, my God, dude, the moment she was like, was she a Jedi? And then he says, no, she was a leader. I yeah. was like, yeah, Leia understood her mother's her real mother's role and her adoptive mother's role and her adoptive father's role like 
to the point where she understood what it took to be a leader. Uh, I'm I'm just gushing about it because it's like that one moment too where uh, Basil Oregano played by Jimmy Smits. Oh man, he looks so old. I know, dude. He looks <laughs> he old. Looks okay, he looks old older than this. he does in Rogue One, and it's weird because that movie <laughs> takes place after. But no, uh, like when he says to her, like, "You'll be a great senator one day," and she says, "Like, I don't want to be a senator." He said, "That's why you're going to be a good one." I'm mm-hmm. like, first Based off, Obi Wan. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I freaking love that because it was like first off that's very real second thing it makes sense as to why she gets this sense of leadership to the point where she's not a queen at the at the end she's a general oh yeah Mm -hmm. i love that about leia yeah and that's the thing is like she's not a senator but what he's telling her still applies he's like you need to learn how to be a political force too and how to be diplomatic yeah that's definitely something Leia is, mm-hmm. but Leia's core desire of wanting more, of wanting adventure, of wanting to be like, uh, go out there and experience the galaxy. And then when she, she also does, gets she, she definitely kind of regrets it a little bit because oh. A, you get kidnapped, B, like you almost fall and die. I so. don't think she regrets it. I don't think she ever has a moment in this show where she regrets it. And I hope that stays oh, the same. Uh, I think that, you know, I regrets the wrong word. I, I should say like, she learns from it. Yes. Yeah. That's that's what I mean. I it becomes a more fundamental experience for yeah. her, despite the fact that it's not a good sa- situation, right. no, even remotely. No one wants to be kidnapped by Flea. Well, <laughs> dude, that's the thing, too. I was like, Flea? <laughs> like, can we get into the Flea thing real Let's quick? Let's get into the Flea you thing. You need to be taken. So, so he shows up in the first episode with, also real quick, the worst chase sequence I've ever seen. In oh, those maybe people are anything. idiots. Yeah, dude. Oh, the the branch that was Stooges like... Stooges level of like falling over crap. Yeah, when Leia like goes under the one branch and the one guy like they, it hits them in the face, but they just kind of stop at it and they're like, oh! She, she also like, she ducks under a tree to get around, which, you know, makes sense because she's tiny, but then one of them like bends over and like almost falls on their face. It's like, what are you doing, guy? Yeah, dude. Anyway, get it. So the flea thing, I have a general idea of what fleas, what flea looks like, but like I couldn't pick him out at first. And I saw him and I was like, wait a second, I recognize that guy. He wasn't That's shirtless. Needles from Back to the Future. Interesting. <laughs> what else has this guy been in? And I looked him up on IMDb and I'm like, oh, that's Flea. He was Listen. in Baby Driver too. <laughs> and Listen. so I, I went through this whole like five minute saga of having my brain blown because i couldn't believe <laughs> By one that of that the greatest the basis of, of red hot chili peppers Imagine. and then and then we get to the end credits and it's going through everyone's first and last names you know in star wars fashion flea. like you usually do and then it With just the says blue. Yeah. flea <laughs> <laughs> imagine going back in time to 1999 going to woodstock 99 walking up to someone seeing flea flash the entire audience while stages burn down and just chaos is raining and you just nudge him and you go He's going to be in Star Wars. Imagine what kind of implications that has to the timeline. Hey, you know your favorite movie that came out a couple years ago uh, with Leia and all? He's going to kidnap her. (laughs) Flea is going to be Yondu, but in Star Wars. Don't worry. You'll know what Yondu is when the galaxy comes out. They do have the same kind of grittyisms. Gritty. It looks like I just shaved, but I also didn't shave today. That being said, I'm so glad Flea's dead. Yeah, oh my god. I also love too that uh so when he goes to like get Leia initially and they 
kind of capture him because I'm sure we'll get into the bad guys, which we're, we kind of are getting into. But it's like when they get him, his way of getting getting away from them is, oh, sweet, I got some drugs in my pocket. Throws them down. Is like, I abstain from use and like, I'm on a tolerance break. And then he like puts the gas mask on and gets out. And then like the third sister comes in and <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? And they're all just like, pretty. Like, I freaking yeah. love that. Like, they're just high out of their minds. That's awesome. So an another funny thing that uh, you just reminded me of that went through my brain while watching that was you know he gets the he gets the spice and then that kid asks him uh to or if he wants to like be taken to uh, the jedi non gianni's yeah, yeah, character yeah. the kid says but it will cost you like for a price or something and I, for a second i straight up thought he just gave the kid drugs dude <laughs> i was like that's extremely out of character <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then he used the spice Especially, later in that fight and i was like oh okay he like, probably just like gave him a couple credits or something but i just assumed he didn't have a whole lot of money <laughs> i just i just am so sad that he uh that we didn't get a death sticks reference it's it's probably as close as we could have yeah. gotten without being like too on the nose about unless it. unless he's like one of the uh one of the uh sith inquisitors at the very end like hey buddy nah he's just my life around gave it to him. oh there we go that's it <laughs> Do you want to talk about the Inquisitors? Oh my god, yeah. We, we can talk about whatever. Sun Kang's pretty cool. I think he's a cool Inquisitor. <laughs> I, I think the other one looks like he's out of Star Trek, and I'm glad he's dead. Uh, he's uh, not. Oh, he's not. A, so, uh, the Grand Inquisitor is like the villain in... um. He's actually Rebels. played... Yeah, in Rebels. Yeah, right? I know. He's, I've he's played by, Rebels. Well, Rebels is after this, though. Yeah, yeah. So, the reason why, though, he's alive is uh, actually... I looked this up today because I was like... How do you survive that? That species has two stomachs. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And so she stabbed him like in one of them. But if he just gets in a back to tank, like he's fine. Hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. cool. He's out of commission. So like we get to focus on Riva, who I think is a much more compelling villain. That, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like so, she got rid of the stereotypical so Star Wars villain. Distracting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anytime of, he was on screen, I'm like, the size of your head changes with each. Dude, every single one. Because the thing is, too, Jason Isaacs wanted to come back he was like i'd gladly play the inquisitor in live action i'm pretty sure at least is that the voice actor yeah the oh, okay. lucius malfoy oh okay. yeah uh the bad guy in season one of avatar okay wait who is he he's like the colonel dude he plays oh he's the oh. guy who's over zuko yeah yeah, yeah yeah i didn't know that but yeah it, so like i'm sad they didn't get him but at the same time like i didn't mind him but it was very like overly evil the jedi will hunt themselves i i can't say it isn't accurate for like what imp imperial villains are like that being said when you have reva and sun kang there reva's actress is uh moses ingram so when you have those two actors there who i feel like are like still playing up villains but more grounding than this guy They're more threatening yeah. Just in general, too, like Riva is like this loose cannon that like wants to prove her worth at at all points. It's like freaking amazing. And then you have a what, what's the other guy's name? Uh, I do not know his actual. Do name. you know his actual no, name? I don't. No, he's no, from Rebels. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know his I Star Wars name. name. Oh, the I think the, the character's name is uh, the second brother. Yeah, played by Sun Kang, who plays Han in Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. Oh, got you. Okay, but yeah, I I like both of them because like they're just way more intimidating and like not that the Inquisitor 
Inquisitor was bad or anything. I don't think he was like bad, but it was like you said, Alex. It was very distracting. He was very like overly saturatingly evil. Yeah, you know, like oh yes, it's it's kind of like well, if Tarkin was a Sith. Oh, I also just meant like his character design. I think like yeah. he functions fine. I think he's okay. I'm okay with Imperials being over dramatic because they are. Yeah, <laughs> they've been that's that fair, way since fair. the first movie General when that Pride. one guy was just like this station is now the ultimate power in the universe and then he gets choked yeah <laughs> as he deserved i think maybe it is a thing where it's like animation coming to live action i'm not sure that transition totally works in this case it's just the actor didn't really look like the inquisitor he looked like he was doing an impression of the inquisitor like it was a good cosplay like it's just <laughs> i think the, that's the thing it looked like a cosplay it looked like, like a an cosplay actual yeah one thing i did notice about the uh the inquisitors that was kind of interesting is that reva knows that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Do you so, know if that was a common fact? There's a theory on this, and that is, you know how the first episode opens up with a bunch of kids, uh, a bunch of younglings training while Order 66 starts going One down? One of them's Reva. Yeah. That makes uh, that's, sense. That's the theory. I think that's just because, like, kind of the annoying thing about the Inquisitors is, like, they're not all younglings. They're from various, like, walks of Jedi life. Like, right. the Grand Inquisitor was a temple guard. Yeah, he was uh, one of the guys with the like the yellow, yellow lightsaber lightsabers. Stats. Yeah, interesting. And so it's like until they like reveal more about it, we don't really know. But. Yeah, and I also like that. That's actually one of the few things uh, that Disney has introduced in their era of Star Wars that I think is honestly a really good like addition is the Inquisitors because it makes sense for Jedi who are like, hey, I, I survived, but like I don't even like working here. These guys are weird. Like mm. it, you know, if they wanted to like come over that kind of makes sense and it makes sense for vader to use them to his advantage and for the emperor to use them to his advantage because it's like yeah. you have the rule of two but you have these guys who aren't really sith aren't really jedi but they use they're intimidating and work for the they're sith. a spec ops force exactly that's, that's a good way to are. look at it yeah yeah, yeah. and very the Star Wars easily version disposable i've started rebels but i haven't gotten that far into it so i don't know too much about the inquisitors but i think it's important for them all to be gone by the time a new hope starts yeah mm. definitely okay. i will say the dumbest thing in rebels that happens uh is they straight up use them to to, to oh, fly we know about the helicopter lightsabers is the, yeah is the dumbest thing uh-huh. i can't wait Dude, like straight up, it's like, cause you know how it like spins in yeah. the episode. Like they just hold it up and they're like, after them. I can't wait. Like, oh, that's God so forbid funny. they use the force. That's so funny. It I'm is so funny. excited. It's so stupid that's the, though. That's the exact <laughs> kind of silly I want. That's fair. I don't like it, but I get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's it's just like I'm. If they do that in the show, I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, oh, okay. he's so well, happy. Take it Best back. Star Wars project. I will <laughs> happily watch it in live action. If like Grand, <laughs> if Grand Inquisitor comes back in the last episode and he's flying in on that thing, <laughs> he's just a torso. Big ass you head hear, and all. If it didn't I will stop Maul, it. it won't stop me. You hear CCR start playing, <laughs> and it looks, it looks. It looks I that's what he says, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm committed. I am I am buying in right now. That's gonna be in the last episode, and I'm gonna be super stoked. That's how Reva gets killed. Uh, okay, the okay. first modern right. pop song to go into Star Wars is Fortunate Son. <laughs> that is the dumbest thing. That is the absolute dumbest thing, and I hate it. Because now I'm picturing the Battle of Geonosis. Like, you know the wow now <laughs> as they're coming down. A long time ago in a Vietnam long far, far away. <laughs> 
I love the smell of droids in the morning. Since we've talked about the Inquisitors and the Leia stuff, yeah, let's yeah. talk about the Jedi stuff because this does begin with a Jedi being hunted down by the Inquisitors and just overall oh, yeah. you get this vibe of Obi-Wan's completely turned himself off. It like, mm -hmm. felt like a Western like the the vibe in Tatooine, which is something the Mandalorian season one did well, it, but it was more of the campiness of a Western, mm -hmm. in my opinion. This is more of the like grit of something like like true grit, like or, or like or the beginning like of uh, grit of true grit. Yeah, nice, nice things, David. The beginning of Once Upon a Time in the West at the yeah, train yeah, very similar to like kind of that standoff type situation. Yeah, I think um, I think it was interesting too because like when they do get the Jedi and like they pretty much hang him in the town square, that felt very like he's got to come out of retirement. But mm. it also simultaneously felt kind of like uh, you've always made the references to like classic Ronin stories and samurai yeah, yeah. movies and things like that. And I think it definitely comes to that too. Like he has to come back to this thing he once was a protector, you know, like I do love what the Inquisitor says where he's like the Jedi hunt themselves mm -hmm. of, of like, no, no, no. They can't help but do good. Like, and the Inquisitors are working because Obi-Wan is scared to use the Force. Yeah. He, the closest he gets to using the Force in the first episode is being like, hey, Qui-Gon, you there? No. Qui-Gon, okay. Back to talking. That'll be talking another episode. To the best character, the Jawa. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and uh, to the point where like Princess Leia is like, wait, you're not a Jedi? And in some ways, she's right. Like, yeah. he isn't a Jedi anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, he denied it, too, to the first Jedi who came up to him. Mm -hmm. Like, I find that interesting, too. It, it's it's a cool parallel when, like, he says to that guy, like, about his lightsaber, like, you know, take it to the middle of the desert and bury it and forget it. Let it go. Later, he digs up. I'm pretty sure that's the same box that he gets the lightsaber out of in A New Hope, right? Maybe. I don't know. I think it is. Like, it's, oh. a, it's a box that yeah, looks yeah, like I that. I think so. I haven't seen thing A New is, Hope in a Anakin's long time. Anakin's lightsaber and his. Yeah. Yeah, I ship it. If it's you guys a, are looking at looking at each other like well, that, no, it's, it's, no, it's we. I was acknowledging a joke he was making. <laughs> and he was, and uh, he just kept going. You'll hear it when you listen back to the. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> he's gonna um, hear it and he's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, duh." You I'm know what that's like? Shut up. It's like uh, it's like the John Wick scene where he's like sledgehammer in the basement getting yeah, his guns out, definitely. except sad. Yeah, <laughs> not not so like, much like kick his ass. It's more like oh, he's gonna have to kick which ass. Absolute nothing in this show so far has been that. Everything has just been sad. Yeah. Him finally using the force to catch Leia, sad. Him like running around hiding from Reva, refusing to light up his lightsaber, sad. Him like finding out that Anakin was alive after he thought he was dead, freaking sad. Hey, real talk though, that is one of those things that just made me like really happy. Cause like, yeah. I like the idea that he just thought he was dead for 10 years. Cause like, I don't know why I've always had the impression that just like they knew each other somewhere existed and mm -hmm. like, they just like never like came face to face. Whereas like, this is like, oh no, he thought he killed him a decade ago. And then now like I an wonder, inquisitor is like talking maybe, smack by the about way, he it. Like, sent us after you name drops him. Yeah. <laughs> and also I know that he is this thing. So I know that he was a Jedi who turned and like, it, it just implicates so much in terms of like what she knows where she's coming from hmm. what he doesn't know and where he's coming from the reason i think why we talked about it so much is just like that part of the episode is so compelling to drive you into the next one like here's the thing i was so against them meeting again mm -hmm. i am so ready to see them meet again well yeah. and i wonder and maybe you guys can fill me in 
uh, because you know gaps in my knowledge of canon that you guys might have do you know how active darth vader was at this point oh my I, god i uh, kind of like the idea that maybe he wasn't super active and obi-wan draws him out i mean i think it's it goes back to the thing of it's kind of a secret people who saw him that weren't in the empire usually died yeah <laughs> yeah usually wasn't the survivor and so that's that's another thing i really like about just the idea of obi-wan realizing he's still alive is he has no idea who Vader is, what he looks like. He has no idea how to he's find just him or Lord anything. Vader. He's just like, all he knows is like, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> and he's about yeah. to find what out. What is this going to be? Yeah. <laughs> and he's about to find out. And I want to see that journey. I believe when he hears the word Anakin, he thinks about Anakin as he was when they were like traveling the galaxy together, not Anakin burning in an ash heap, but he's about to find out he's more machine now than man. And I mm. want him to get to the point where he doesn't even call him Anakin. He just calls him Vader. You're only a master Darth. of evil, Darth. Yeah. Darth. I'm so excited to see that. You're only a master of country music, Darth. <laughs> they put me in this. Why not have Garth Brooks in the next two episodes? Why not? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I I don't need Garth Brooks in the cantina. Yeah, no, we can, I don't need Garth Brooks in the cantina. We can leave him in his Yeah, mansion. we're done. <laughs> um, my thing is with the show as well is just like, this is the exact kind of tone I wanted because the thing is with Obi-Wan in A New Hope, he's more ready to go. You know, like he's almost, it feels like he's almost eager to teach Luke when he finds him. As soon as Owen is out of the picture, he's like, yeah. good, gotcha. Which you kind of see their tension in this. And I like that um, Owen blames him because Anakin to him is dead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would it be worse if he knew he turned to Lord Vader? Yes. <laughs> Okay. I would think so. Because now, like, that's just doubling on the pain that Lo that Obi-Wan feels. Oh, my God. Not only did he live, he's evil and he's active and he's looking for me. Mm -hmm. What does this mean? It's like he's scared, but he's also just, he just looks like he misses his friend. Like, and that's the worst thing. It hurts. Mm -hmm. I think Joe Edgerton, Joel Edgerton, even though he's only in, like, one scene of this, he brings so much character to Owen that I can now attach to Owen like a lot more ideas his connection to family like mm -hmm. a big problem he had was that Anakin didn't stay on Tatooine almost this idea of like well if Anakin had stayed this wouldn't have happened right because mm -hmm. like I don't care about what's going on in the galaxy what matters is my family he was just living his life with Beru and then all of a sudden they get a kid dropped in their lap what does that mean how does he handle that all this stuff is not things i would have thought about without this show yeah and i mean like it kind of gives more context to like that conversation that him and luke have you know in, in a new hope where he's like well you're not going to be helping out in the fields and stuff like that you know you're not going to be here this this season and all that it's like he's like oh no he's you know going there and and now the implication of when Baru says to him like he's just like his father and he says, like, that's what I'm afraid of. Mm -hmm. Like, A, does he now know that he's Darth Vader? B, does he just mean in general, like, yeah, is, your dad got killed because that's what I think happened. It just adds that context. Yeah, it gives more context to, like, the crotchety old man thing. He's not just a crotchety old man. He's a worried crotchety old right. man. Right. <laughs> he's concerned. Little details I did like as well. Uh, do you guys notice the ship that he gives? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, same one he's playing I was, with. I was a little frustrated by that because I'm like, oh, they're soloing it. But then Owen, like, throws it back and I was like, nah, you ain't playing Santa Claus with my son. I and feel like that's... <laughs> 
kind of uh, maybe what they're symbolizing is we're not going to solo this. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> well, it's not going to be the origin of literally everything you've seen. This is how you make the blue milk. Well, I mean, like, but it's probably going to end with Obi-Wan gives him the toy anyway because he has the toy in A New Hope. But like I do like that Uncle they Owen, I ran into this cave and I found this toy. <laughs> it, it represents more. It represents more than it would because even if you give a backstory to Han's blaster, it's still just a blaster. But this yeah. represents like the life Obi-Wan thinks Luke needs to have. Yeah, just oh, like that's true. I didn't being playful that. and like being a kid. This is a spaceship. One day you it's will go on the spaceship adventure. and like save us all. Right. And like, you know, Uncle Owen's like, no, he's not getting on a spaceship. He's staying here on the farm. We're going to get moisture. Look right. at all this moisture we Do need. Not, yeah. <laughs> Dude, we have so much water from this desert planet. We are rich, my We're guy. We're sitting on a gold mine. I'm it just waiting for yet. the value of water per barrel to rise so I can... T- now I'm just Increased thinking. Prices for have, y'all, have either of you seen the Ballad of Busker Scruggs? I have watched bits. Okay, so there's no. this anthology part where Tom Waits is a prospector. Oh my gosh, he, yes. He keeps yelling up into this mountain that he hasn't found the gold strain in. He goes, I'm going to find you, Mr. Pocket. And now I'm just imagining Owen just going out into like a desert, just being like, I'm going to find you, moisture. <laughs> <laughs> He starts like cutting open a cactus and just like <laughs> sucking on the insides like an animal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he sucks the water and out Bruce of a cactus. Bruce looking down into the chasm like, there he is again. He holds it up. He's just like, this is some good stuff. <laughs> We're eating well tonight. It's so <laughs> moist. <laughs> it's so, so moist. I have two more small things I want to bring up real quick. One is a uh, clock in, clock out gonk droid. Love it. Love it. Uh-huh. I just yeah. love I, that. Yeah. They're good for something. It's this, it's this whole scene of like there's they're tension between everything. there's tension between the old man and the and the foreman and Obi-Wan and just in the background. Gonk. Gonk. <laughs> gonk. The whole time. But the second thing I like is Kamel Nanjiani. I love this character. Oh my God. Yeah. I like the fake Jedi and it makes sense because like, of course there will be someone faking being a Jedi at this point. What does he say? He's like, the light is dangerous for me. So I live in the shadows. Yeah, he's yes. like, he's like quoting <laughs> Batman. Yeah. <so. laughs> and Obi-Wan walks up and hey, he doesn't say this directly, but he says something along the lines of like, how's that light working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> and there's this part near when he comes back up where he's like, it's not that I'm a bad person. I just like credits. You can buy a lot things with credits and i'm like i get you man yeah (laughs) but yeah what does he say he's like they're safe they're a little poorer but they're safe (laughs) yeah it's like huh it's like a robin hood but he keeps about 30 percent, 40 percent to him it's all marketing right because like he's providing a service and he's providing a good service at a reasonable price considering the danger that him being a fake jedi could put him in with the inquisitors he just doesn't necessarily tell people. Is there not a less the scammy right. way of helping people get passage? Though? No. <laughs> That's called a free market, baby. Uh, one of the things I really loved about that scene uh, where he's introduced and Obi-Wan confronts him is like, Obi-Wan was pretty similar, or at least somewhat similar to the way he's traditionally been, at least a yeah. little bit in the first episode. Second episode, like, I felt like I was kind of watching Han for a second because mm-hmm. it was yeah. so badass the way he just walked in, pulled a gun on him and just put him like pulled his magnets out of his hand he's like i know exactly what you're doing i know who you are i know what this is right stop it and i love to the the moment just before that of like when he's like playing the jedi and he's like what do you need like i'm <laughs> he I'm, tries to do it yeah to him. He's, he's trying to do it to him and he's just like 
oh, I thought the Jedi were all but extinct, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's mocking him. Yeah, and he's like, oh <laughs> my God. And he just pulls the blaster things too. I love that he just presses it against the chest. It was, it's not a vague threat. It's, I will kill you. Yeah. Like, and Obi-Wan, I love too. He's like, listen, I need to get back to Tatooine. I feel an obligation to do this. I don't want to. I want to sleep for once. He understands the weight of what's going on in the danger. He's like, no finesse. Just going in there, getting this oh, yeah. done. Mm-hmm. Very uncivilized i definitely <laughs> thought that i love that too uh the uh, the one detail i wanted to bring up very quickly is just ewan mcgregor his voice in this is i really can't overstate it's exactly what i wanted it to be because it is the exact midpoint between like how he sounded like at the end of end of revenge of the sith and mm-hmm. alec guinness yeah he has that when he says the when the time comes the boy must be trained it's the it's the kind of like he has this roundness to how he sounds in the Alec Guinness like kind of voice. Because I thought you were about to say it was the midpoint between him and the Clone Wars version of him. That too, which though. I picked up on. I mean, it's just some of the things, especially when he's mocking him. It very much sounds like the way that uh, the Clone Wars version of him would. Yeah, say it. it's yeah. More... He, he did a good job of capturing all three. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very much like he he's doing a little bit of everyone, including a little bit of himself, and like. Mm-hmm. It's just cool that he's been able to play this character in so many different ways. Like, you know, Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan is different from Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan that is different from Revenge of the Sith that is different from Clone Wars, this and Alec Guinness, but they all still feel like the same character. Mm -hmm. If you had shown me this with not even the Clone Wars there, I actually would be like, this is a great midpoint between the two. Um, And just as, as as someone who likes voices and stuff, I noticed that and I was just like, thank you very much. I'm very happy. And uh, the la- uh, uh, the last shot of the second episode where it is just Anakin in the back to tank with all the plugs and the wires all over him. Yeah. Wow. That was just a perfect tone, mm-hmm. perfect execution in my mind. Which I was kind of surprised by this. They apparently just put Hayden Christensen in all of that makeup. Good. Which like they didn't need to do that. I found that to be kind of interesting. That's, he just wanted to be into it. Yeah. I get that. Look, it's that's dope. that's dedication. And I the fact that he watched all of Clone Wars to yeah. prepare for this, he was like, People didn't like me, that's fine. I'm gonna mix me and the guy they did like. Like yeah. <laughs> also I get to be Darth Vader, so my voice is gonna be different anyway. So anything else y'all wanna bring up? Any small things? Oh, I liked I uh, the I clone trooper. Brought up. Oh the, the clone, clone trooper. trooper cameo. It's not Rex. But it is a clone trooper, and I like that tomorrow Morrison is just open to playing like clones now. Yeah. Right. I want Captain Rex to show up at some point. The only thing that like I didn't like too much about that. I mean, I love the fact that like, oh, this is where they are now. This is what's become of them. They're not a part of the Empire. They're just cast out to the side, and most of them are probably homeless now. And yeah. Most of them uh, are probably dying too, because yeah. they've got that biological clock going. Oh yeah, the rapid aging thing. Oh yeah. Um. No, but I, I feel like, I mean, it would have been something like small and it, they're, they're not missing out on a whole lot, but I kind of wish that when everyone started looking for him, knowing they were looking for a Jedi, that he like poured out the change, like put his helmet on and just started going after him. I feel like that would have been like a cool moment of like, oh, they've yeah, that this desperate. is hardwired into his head. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, oh, the whole kill Jedi thing. And, and maybe him also thinking even after Order 66 or, or whatever. Uh, you know, because we we're still getting an idea of what's going on with the clones, because like the Bad Batch is exploring that. I look at it too, like 
that would have been interesting for him to be like, oh man, maybe I can get back in good with the Empire if I can, you know, hunt down the Jedi and they could see that I was a former clone trooper and I could be back amongst them, you know, like mm-hmm. even if it was that kind of motivation. The small yeah, detail I, I like right after that is you see the clone trooper and then immediately storm you trooper. see stormtroopers. Yep. And yeah. stormtroopers, what are they doing? Move aside, move aside. <laughs> they <laughs> barely suck. Can you pay $12.95? Move aside, move aside. Say what you want about the clones and like, you know, the net negative probably for the galaxy that the clones existed in the first place. But man, they were so much more effective than like just the bloated uh, like imperialism of the stormtroopers. Um, anything else? I guess, uh, I guess just wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan is great so far. And for me, it's like, I love the threat. I love the story, even if not all of it's about him and Leia, which I'm fine if it's not like if it moves on to something else, that's, that's okay with me. Leia's credited in all six episodes. So really? Okay, cool, cool. I think what this will do is hopefully show people what Star Wars could be, Mm -hmm. even if TV is kind of where we go for right now because some of the topics they're exploring, yes, are more of a niche audience when it comes to Star Wars. Ahsoka is an is a more niche audience than something like Obi-Wan. But if you really just took the budget for your 13 episode show and made it six episodes, kind of like how Marvel is doing with their series, like Moon Knight, high quality every single episode, you know, this high quality every single episode. I am just hoping that they see a potential in this because I would love for Mandalorian season three to be this many episodes just six please no more no less i am more excited for this show than i thought i would be after the first two episodes i think it has a really cool directorial mark one of my things i was looking forward to this is like deborah cho is like although i just realized her name might be deborah chow i actually don't know what her name how her either way we like her anyway, stuff yeah and like I was kind of excited to get some new blood. She's been tested out in The Mandalorian, but here she is having her own project. I think what that's episodes super exciting. did she direct? She did episodes three and seven of season one. So The Sin and... The Gatling Gun. Yeah. Gun okay. Yeah, yeah. She's good. I feel like she has a very unique directorial stamp. This feels different. This feels fresh. And I like the idea that this is an adventure, but it's not a fun adventure for Obi-Wan. It's a fun adventure for Leia. And that eventually, hopefully, they can learn from each other other and we can get the obi-wan from a new hope who just doesn't care and he'll cut a dude's arm off in the in the cantina yeah he's just like i don't even care yes i've been hiding for 20 years but you've ticked me off any closing thoughts alex Nah, it's just really good i like it right on <laughs> any predictions i'm tired <laughs> any predictions uh, for the next four or the last four genuinely no and i'm excited that i can't really predict it yeah. Like, I, I mean, like, I kind of know where the, I mean, we know, like, basic things, like, somehow he and Vader are going to wind up. We know up. he doesn't He's, die. <laughs> he and Leia are going to be fine, whatever happens. But uh, and outside of that, like, I don't know what he's off to. I think that Ewan McGregor, uh, his Obi-Wan, is going to get killed by uh, Hayden Christensen, and Hayden Christensen's going to walk up, and then a CG recreation <laughs> of Al Guinness is going to walk up, and it's like, ah, I always wanted to be a Jedi. Time to learn this person's entire life story. <laughs> and then he flies to Tatooine, and he takes over. <laughs> Someone says, yay, Ben, is that you? And he goes, oh, yes, my name is Ben. And now that That's he... what he called himself. <laughs> and he just keeps saying the one of word course. he knew this man knew. Anakin, 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 Anakin. <laughs> So, for context, Steven and I were briefly talking about some stuff of uh, 
<laughs> of these two episodes earlier. And he just texts me Anakin, 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 Anakin. Parentheses, and no commas, all lowercase. Just that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember what this is from, but somehow I, I can like hear it. And literally two seconds after I had that thought, he calls me. And the first thing he says is just Anakin, 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 <laughs> Anakin, Anakin. Anakin. <laughs> I just love the idea of Obi-Wan going up to Darth after all this time, and he's just like this close to his face. going, It's really funny to me. So next month, I guess we'll do like a short check-in, just be like, here's how we like the rest of the series. And well, no, because we'll probably record before the series is over. Whenever the series is over and we record afterwards, we'll do a brief brief check-in and talk about how things wrapped up. You will know how we feel about Obi-Wan at some point in the very near future. Yeah. But until then, you guys can, of course, follow us on any podcasting platform of your choice. And if that platform allows you to leave ratings and reviews, please do, because that bumps us up in algorithms. It helps other people discover us. And who wouldn't want to be part of this chaotic fun? You find me one person that wouldn't want to do this. Line them up right now. I will take a test. I will measure their dopamine levels as... As they listen to Star Wars therapy to prove this is fun. But Objectively, scientifically. Scientifically broken down. But Caleb, where like else me. can we find you? Oh, what you else can... do you have going on? Oh, well, you can find me at Caleb from the real world on Instagram and YouTube. And from there, you can find my litany of other podcasts, Hot Trash Unlimited, The Snub Club, and All New 52. What wow. about you, Alex? Wow, uh, man. I think it's really interesting. You guys can record while riding on segways. Anyway, go ahead, Alex. You're just jealous. <laughs> he is. Anyway, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, at underscore Alex Bryson. Uh, but more importantly, you can find me at twitch.tv slash st3phe underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Stephen Weben. That is S-T-E-E-B-E-N. W-E-E-B-E-N. And you can find me on YouTube at Steven, spelled just the way I said. On the last episode, I did say I'd have something up, but ran into some complications, and I'm, I'm just kind of trying to take a mental health check, make sure I'm enjoying, enjoying the uh, therapy part of Star Wars therapy. And speaking of which, you can catch us on the next episode where we talk about Star Wars and, and life. life. Riding on that segue, baby.